So today I've got the great privilege of interviewing Sir Mark Weinberg. Sir Mark and Mike Wilson were the founders of what's come to be known as St James's Place Wealth Management back in 1992. He was the first chair of the investment committee and has been instrumental behind the development of our approach to investment management. Sir Mark, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. My pleasure. So Mark, I wanted to start by asking you what you've been most proud of in this 26-year journey that has been St James's Place. Well, that's a, an interesting question. At a top level, it's that we've built up a large and very well-respected company. But more important than that, the company is respected for the quality of the advisors who represent the company on the one hand and the quality of the investment manager on the other side didn't used to be like that before we were on the scene. And what is it about the investment approach that you think characterises as, as being different from other um, approaches that are used elsewhere in the market? Well in those days what you would today call a wealth management company always had their own internal team of managers. They managed their funds themselves, and that meant you were buying the expertise, such as it was, of a single group of managers. And if they weren't good or they got things wrong, you suffered with them. You didn't get the benefit of the market as a whole. So our change, right from the start, was to do what we called contracting out our investment management. We didn't have an internal team of investment managers. We still don't. We employed consultants and an investment committee to look at the market and select the best managers we can find wherever they were. And at the same time, we got more than one. We were able to get a number of managers, which has advantages, which I'm sure we'll come back to in a moment. And I, and I gather both of those, both the diversification element and the, ex and the selecting the best managers that you could find externally, were, were two of five what were called golden rules of investment. Perhaps you could help um, describe what those golden rules of investment are. Perhaps the most important uh, from an advisor's point of view as well as the client's point of view is to think long term. If an advisor uh, or his, the piece is advising is looking for a quick win in a year or two years, they, they aren't investing, they're speculating. Because markets, really the best manager in the world, the best newspaper, the best anything, uh, can only guess what's going to happen in the next year or two. What you can do is know what's going to happen over the longer term and invest for the longer term. The second rule was almost the other side of the penny there and that you as an individual should always make sure you've got enough money on deposit on cash so that if you can't sell your investments or it's a bad time to sell investments you can survive for a period and pull something out of the air, it's probably one year and so on. The third general rule, funnily enough, follows from the others really, and that's facing up to the fact that sometime over your life, and I can't tell whether it's next year or in 10 years' time, you're going to run into a period of significant inflation. So you, in the course of selecting your long-term investments, you have to allow the type of investments which go up in line broadly with inflation, equities, uh, properties uh, and things of that kind and you've got to allow for that in, against your inflation expectations. And I wanted to, to build on that because obviously over the ensuing 26 year period inflation's actually fallen to, to 
very low levels. And, and, and indeed, in the past few years, we've, um, we, we've been threatened by deflation rather than inflation. Yes. Perhaps you could help us uh, understand what investing would be like if we were to, to um, enter a period of sharply rising inflation? Because I'm not sure it's an environment that most people are familiar with. Yes, the problem is if you are in a period of sharply rising inflation and you suddenly face up to it a couple of years later, you're probably too late because the whole point about investment is that they fluctuate in value and you must try your best to invest when markets are low and don't panic and, or get overexcited and sell when they go higher. Just have that well balance of taking the longer term. And do you believe that is true whatever economic cycle that one might be going through? Uh, we've gone through a 10-year period of quite an extended economic cycle um, since the global financial crisis. Um, but do you believe that that approach is robust and works in all different environments? I don't know any other approach. I don't know whether the current cycle is unusual and I don't know whether it's going to end tomorrow or in five years' time. Just pick up a typical page of the Sunday Time Business News and you'll see two commentators on the left and the right and one is saying my god we're going to have a crash and the other one is saying fantastic time equities are fairly valued because price earnings ratios or something rather. The only answer I believe you can give is that I don't know, I employ good investment managers and I spread my money. And, and I wanted to come back to the, to, to the process of working with external fund managers. You were the first chair of the investment committee. Um, how, how do you, um, in your observation of the way in which that process has developed, reflect on uh, the initial establishment of the investment committee and, and where it is today? Okay, well, let me give you a little bit of a historical picture. When we originally had the investment, manage, uh, investment committee, we decided we won four or five investment managers to give us spread. We had one or two from our founders, Lord Rothschild was one of the founders. We needed other investment managers. So we did what people used to do, and they probably a lot of them still do. We chatted around the market who are good investment managers, and we selected four or five to come to a beauty parade. And they would turn up on a morning and they would speak for 45 minutes. We'd ask them a few questions, and at the end of that we would say, which one do we like the best and say, he's going to be our second investment manager. Then about three months later, they came to report on how things were going. And we found that the person who was talking to us was the same person who made the address, not the actual person who ran the funds. And we actually realized you're selecting your investment manager on the basis of who's the good talker, who's the best presenter. You've no idea what the quality of the individual manager is. And, and obviously the number of managers that we work with has grown tremendously. Um, how, do you, how do you perceive that in terms of the, the, the need to diversify within a portfolio um, to deliver the longer term uh, returns that we talked about earlier on? Yeah, I don't think the process is any different. You've got to work harder to look for managers. I don't believe there's a finite number. Uh, for one thing, for example, we used to concentrate almost entirely on the UK and then a little bit of Europe and a little bit of uh, um, the US. And investing in Japan or the Far East was regarded as too speculative. Now the world is our oyster, so you look for your managers all over the world. 
So there's still plenty of good managers. And the other thing we find, when we've got a good manager, you want to know the individuals who work for it, the younger ones, as well as the chap who impressed you on the basis of a 20-year record or whatever. And, and do you believe that that uh, approach of interviewing a wide variety of people in an organisation um, gives St James's Place and the Investment Committee a competitive advantage in terms of a better understanding of a, an individual and a company's investment approach? Yes, remember... Uh, when you say interviewing a wide range of people, that's not something that St. James's Place does. That's not our function. Our function is to employ one or more consultants and to make sure that your consultants do exactly that job. Now, I was watching a selection process from, from one of the consultants at Stamford recently, and they were interviewing a man, potential manager. They had about 12 interviews with a manager, with a deputy. They went to their thing in Australia. They sat in on a, a meeting with clients and so on. And in that way, you're not just saying to your friends, who's the best investment manager? You really understand your managers. So we talk about a process of select, monitor and change. And you've certainly described the first two elements of that. What, where, when is it right in your mind to change a manager? Very difficult question. What I can tell you is not the test to see how they've performed over the last year or even necessarily two years. Investment managers to be good and to be different take the longer term as well. Now it's very difficult for you to be patient and say, well, let's wait five years. This chap's got a very long cycle. And we have one or two managers who do that and occasionally we or even you get concerned uh, you know, should we really stay with him? And the answer is a certain point you just feel, feel too uncomfortable, but don't rush for the exit. And the one thing you mustn't do, which is the common thing that most people do when they select managers, they look at the record and say, who's done best over the last year or two and who's done worst? And because of cycles and so on, if you do that, you're likely to take on managers who've had a good run and the most likely ones to start falling and you miss out on the managers who've had a bad run and that's very often a brilliant time to follow them. Difficult. So to sum up, what would your message be to people trying to uh, establish and generate wealth from investing with St James's Place in today's markets? Well, the first thing uh, I hope you've made a wise choice by saying you're going to do it through St. James's Place. Let me just explain the two sides to the process. On the one hand, there's the company doing, building the funds, finding the managers, getting the spread between different types of funds and so on. And that's the company's job. Preeminently important is the advisor, the partner who's looking after you. They're there with a palette of what the company's provided and all our comments of what we believe. And then the, the um, partner's job is to match that portfolio to your particular individual requirements. Now, I said invest for the long term. Depends on your age, it depends on your attitude, depends on your wealth, how long that period is, the extent to which you can take fluctuations in order to get higher amounts of money. So the partner's role is preeminent in that. And that's why I said right at the beginning, we're very proud of the fact that we've built up a very well-respected group of advisors 
who represent our company and I think better than you'll find anywhere else. So Mark, it's been a real privilege speaking to you this morning. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure, really has been a pleasure. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.